Welcome to Possibly Speaking, a podcast that explores the highest spheres of spiritual thought as they find expression in our lived experience. Here's our host and the Mashpia of the Light Revealed, Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld. So, one of the most difficult but important things that we encounter in this time period of the Jewish calendar is new beginnings. With Rosh Hashanah comes the inauguration of a new year representative of the fact that the influx of energy that God has decided to bestow into the world dries up on a certain level and it has to be renewed once again. New life needs to be breathed in to the hollow void within which the existence takes root. And while on the one hand new beginnings offer themselves up to excitement, rejuvenation and the possibility of change, they also call into question a very frightening thing that rests at the center of ourselves. When we look at the steps, when a person looks at the step work, after the first three steps of finally acknowledging powerlessness over whatever problem a person is encountering, coming to terms with the fact that there's a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity, making a decision to turn my will and my life over to that power that is greater than myself, coming to the recognition that I am nothing, coming to recognition that there is something that is everything, and recognizing that it's only through that everything that I have the capacity of moving forward, we come to the fourth step. And the fourth step is a fearless moral inventory. And the question that I've always asked myself is why did the founding members of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is applicable to all people, why did they feel the need to add the word fearless into this fourth step? And after contemplating it and thinking about it enough, I think that there's nothing more frightening than the willingness to change. Because when a person stands at the ready to try and change their actions, to try and change the direction in which their life is going, to find a new path upon which they want to trod through the light of life, what we're forced to come in contact with is the harrowing fear that what if I'm still as broken as I was beforehand? What if when I try and change my ways, when I try and extricate myself and untether myself from all of those things that keep me stuck, and I free myself from the framework of a new beginning, and I find that I'm still unhappy? At that point, a person is going to need to admit to themselves that perhaps my unhappiness, my brokenness, my inability to thrive was not based on external circumstances of where I'm coming from, but rather the problem might be coming from inside of me. And there's a fear, there's an inherent fear at the concept of change, because change implies that let's say the change doesn't work. At least I know where I'm at when I'm stuck in the stuckness of my life. Like the Evid Ivri, like the indentured servant, which is the root word of the Latin phrase of addiction, addictus meant to be given over. It was an indentured servant. And when that indentured servant in the Torah is given the opportunity to get free, there's many times where we see, Ahavti Sadoni, I love my master. I don't want to let go of the frameworks and the old thinking models that keep me stuck because at least I'm familiar with it. And if I'm familiar with it, in spite of the fact that it's not working for me, at least it's not working for me and it's mine. I recognize it. It's less frightening than the open-endedness of a new beginning. And this is where the anxiety of beginningness comes from, the anxiety over the beginning 
the anxiety that very often holds us back from the willingness to change our direction is because we're so afraid of what's going to be in front of us. To change is to take a leap. It's to take a leap of faith with the recognition that in spite of the fact that my two feet were firmly planted in my old pathological ways, when I uproot myself, I'm going to have to float for a minute. I'm going to have to understand that I don't know what's going to happen afterwards. And it is this very sight of the difficulty that we encounter with change, the anxiety of change, which represents the true capacity of change. Because the change of direction is yes, it's about changing our ways and changing our behaviors, but it's also willing to let ourselves live without that ground beneath our feet. It's willing to allow ourselves to be suspended in midair, not knowing how things are going to be when they land. That I extricate and I untether myself from the stuckness of my past with the full acceptance of the fact that I don't know how things are going to play out, but each and every step along the way is part of the process of change. Our process is one of progress and not perfection. A perspective of perfection would say, I need to know exactly where I'm going to end up after I change. And if it marks all of the categories of what I want, then I can take the leap of change. But that's a mindset of perfection. That's when a person feels that they need that substantial ground to stand upon, which is the idolatry of perfection, the greatest drug in the world. True change comes about when I recognize that it's simply about the progress of the change the change that I'm engaged in, the change that leads me to change, the willingness to begin again and again and again, the willingness to acknowledge that it might not turn out the way I need it to turn out. It might not be the way I expect it to be. And yet, in spite of all of those doubts and all of that ambiguity, I'm willing to take that leap of faith. I'm willing to throw myself with abandonment and surrender into the power that is greater than myself without any expectation, without any demand of what's going to be. There was the son of the Katsgarebi who said a very wonderful teaching, and it's one that he clearly learned in the house of his father. The rabbis in the Gemara tells us that one who claims that they've put in effort and they have succeeded, you should believe them. And the Katsgarebi son asks the question, a very simple question, what are you talking about? We've seen many people put effort in and they don't succeed. Zuck, the son of the Katsgarebi, that it's not a question of success because no matter what, they have the merit of effort the effort of change. The change that we try and in, in, engage in is not dependent on where that change will lead to. The change is the goal itself, the willingness to change ourselves, to begin again and again and again and again. And not to get caught up with this feeling that if I fall from my new beginning, then I can't start again. A person has to begin again every second. Every day has a Rosh Hashanah. Every day has an Aser Tshuva. Every day has an opportunity to return myself and rechange myself and reorient myself with faith and with trust and with stubbornness and that holy obstinance that rests at the core of our soul that says, even though I haven't succeeded the last a thousand times, this time I'm going to succeed. We have to be willing to fight through the stuckness of our lives, at least with the optimism that we had in our broken stages. In our broken stages, there was an inherent optimism that even though I couldn't feel the way I wanted to feel the night before and the night before that and the night before that, perhaps if I engage in this behavior, this substance or whatever it is with the right intention, maybe I'll feel the way I want to feel. And then it fails. And then we wake up the next day and say, we're going to try again. There's an optimism at the heart of the attempt to escape from life. And we need to utilize that optimism to break free of those conditions that keep us stuck, to begin again a thousand times a day, to be willing to uproot ourselves without knowing what the destination is going to be. 
This was the original call to Abraham. The original call to Abraham was lech lecha, go for yourself. Go where? I'm not telling you where to go because the destination is more significant than the, the journey is more significant than the destination. The process is more important than the goal itself. It's about the very act of uprooting and beginning again each and every moment. So while Rosh Hashanah offers us a new beginning, it also focuses us to recognize the fact that I need to change regularly. I need to make the decision to begin again a thousand times a day. And anytime I feel that I'm forfallen or that I don't have the ability to get back up again, I have to show myself that I can get back up again. To utilize the power of choice, to make that choice to change in spite of the fact that I don't know where I'm going to land. One of my favorite stories is a story with regards to the Rebbe Rav Baruch, Rav Baruch of Mezhabush, who was a grandson of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. And the Rebbe Rav Baruch had a student who had clearly examined too many deep thoughts, too many philosophical speculative analysis of godliness in this world, of existence itself. And he came to a place that he could no longer answer the antinomies that rested at the heart of his soul. He had found himself cast through and cut through with doubt through and through, up and down. And he came in the middle of the night, close to morning, knocking and banging on his Rebbe, the Rebbe of Baruch's door. And the Rebbe of Baruch came down with eyes that looked like they were crying from Tikkun Chatzos or whatever it was. And he looks at his Talmud and his Talmud said, Rebbe, Rebbe, I have come to the limit and I don't know how to pass over it. I've come to the Sharnun, I've come to that last gate and I don't know how to break free. There's too many questions. There's too many difficulties. I can't change myself. I'm stuck. And the Rebbe of Baruch silently took his hand and he looked at him and he said, come, let us traverse the abyss together. That change is only possible when we recognize that we can do it with other people, with Hashem, with our higher power, with ourselves, with our friends, with our communities, because it's only through them and their promise to hold us, even when we don't know where we're going to fall, that we have the capacity to move forward over and over and over again. Thank you for joining the Possibly Speaking family. Possibly Speaking is brought to you by The Light Revealed, a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever's looking for them. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our social media content team is Zoe Poznanski and Tehila Nassanian. And our music is by Zushia. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please check out our website, thelightrevealed.org, and feel free to email us and Rev. Joey at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org or private message us on Instagram or Facebook at The Light Revealed. Thanks for joining, and we wish you the most blessed day in only revealed ways.